G'day everyone, it's another episode of Aussie Tech Heads number 522, recorded Thursday 16th of February 2017. Whew, thanks for joining us. Uh, don't forget we are also, uh, well also we are brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au uh, on fast servers. So uh, jump in. If you've got a slow web page uh, for your blog or for your business, if you sit there waiting for it to load, maybe you're on the wrong server. So uh, jump onto athwebhosting.com.au. Uh, Aussie service. That's what you need. You, you can pick up the phone, talk to me if you wish, or uh, send me an email. All right. Uh, well, you can hear our show on iTunes. Obviously, that's where you probably got it from. Or the Aussie Tech Radio, which you can get from the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, cross-platform, just Go to or go to your TuneIn Radio app and search up Aussie Tech Radio, which is a podcast back to back, twenty four seven. Do repeat, but new shows every Friday. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech. It's all got a YouTube page. You know what it all is by now. You hear it every week. And also, don't forget the I, I did mistakenly said last week. I think it was that the Castaway Awards were no longer open to vote, but the popular vote category is. And I tell you, if you're listening to us now and you haven't voted, please vote. We need them. If you, if you would like us to win, we need your vote. Go to castawayawards.com forward slash vote and you'll see us. We're the fourth one there. That's We're up on the first page. We're number four. And also, right while you're there, right next to it, the Aussie Tech Security. Do both. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. You can uh, contact us at Aussie Tech Heads on the Twitter or at Glenn Goodman or at Warlock, who joins us this week. Hi, Jace. How you doing? Hey, mate, what's going on? Uh, nothing too much. Just, oh, like a couple of cool days, thank goodness. Uh, oh, but, I have your luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been bloody We made like 40s. Yeah, yeah, we had a, oh, we didn't get a 40, we had a 38, got close. Uh, we um, had up to like 45 and stuff. I even bought from uh, Big W a big um, blow-up pool thing that's 10 foot round. Wowzers. Filled it up with water. This last um, Sunday, we went away for the weekend, um, me and my girlfriend for Valentine's. Oh, nice. And um, it was scorcher while we were away, but we had a nice hotel with air conditioning and stuff. Good and stuff. Then, uh, we came back home on Sunday afternoon, probably about two or three or so, and it was so hot that I was like, I was going to put up the pool then because you have to, it's got like a blow up ring around the top that you have to pump up with a bike pump like 10,000 times <laughs> right. and then start filling it up. Yeah. And I walked outside. I was like, okay, let's do this. And I went out and it was like um, four or five in the afternoon. And I was like, okay, I'm going back inside again. <laughs> you need it was to... just so hot and, and mm. the air was thick. And oh. Yeah, you need to get yourself a, an air compressor and blow yeah, everything well, up. They, it says on the instructions, do not use an air compressor because oh. we'll not be irresponsible for what happens if it overinflates and goes bang. Oh, so the water, ca- water comes out. <laughs> yeah. But we still we still wouldn't have um, gone out into the air even if the pool was full and it was like frozen water or something because it was <laughs> just that that humid. Mm. So we waited a couple of hours and then did it. And we had a lie about in there and a splash for a while, and then um, the next couple of days it was too cool to go in there, and we just haven't had time since then with work and stuff. And now pool started deflating <laughs> <laughs> next time we're going to have to put it back up again then. well i suppose as it deflates it's probably harder to like if you're blowing it up it would be harder to blow it up because it'd have a lot of pressure on it well the, the <laughs> blow up ring is just around the top oh yeah underneath or above the water level so it should be all right but i'm, I'm probably going to need it this weekend so it's going to be in the late 30s again this weekend so you give the air conditioning a bit of a cranking at the wherever you went to on. Yes, yeah, the AC was... We actually, both of us are terrible sleepers, but for some reason the bed at this motel was awesome. We just mm. both slept right through the whole night. We went away... You have to take like a sleeping tablet halfway through the night to try and get some sleep. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, I sleep like a log. But we went away before Christmas and went to this place and, yeah, oh, you know, stinking hot. And uh, anyway, so I thought, you know, as you do, you put the air conditioner, you go in, you go, stinking hot room, it's all locked up, put the air conditioner on, 16, as low as it can yeah. go. <laughs> Because you want it cold. And then through the night, you know, we're wait, oh, hot, you know, sweating and tossing and turning on hot. And then thinking the air conditioner's on and you can hear it cracking over there and it's doing all these funny noises. And I said, oh, this is so what? Well, this is a tip. You know, this is a dump. We're changing rooms in the morning. This is crap. Uh, and so anyway, uh, the morning came and I went over to the air conditioner. I thought, oh, this is stupid, you know, like, why doesn't it work? And as I got closer to it, there was a little sign, little sticker on it. It said, uh, don't, 
don't turn down below 22, otherwise uh, it, it will freeze. And, <laughs> and so, you know, Isn't that the idea? You want to freeze. Well, yes, but the, the unit froze. So, uh, but you know where the, the, uh, the, um, the filter is? Yep. So you pop open the front of it and, you know, you slide the filters out. This was just a block of ice. Oh, uh, no. No wonder it was working. <laughs> that's, that's what was cracking. It was the uh, ice just cracking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because well, we were... At least the air conditioning unit was cool. That's the main thing. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> we were nearly going to go and complain. <laughs> I thought that would have been nice when they were said, you've just broken our air conditioner. But, you know. RTFM, Glenn, RTFM. Yeah, what's that? Read the manual. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway, uh, we let it thawed out. Well, I let it thaw out and everything, and it made a little puddle, put a towel down, and it was all right, and then turned it back on to 22, and it was good. Was good good yep. to go <laughs> for nice. another night. I don't know. I'm not going to need anything uh, next month. Workers sending me to the good old US of I. Oh, really? Nice. California for a week. Oh, how good's that? Yeah. Mm. And what do you got to do over there? Well, the first thing I did was book a ticket to go and see this week in tech. Oh, right, right. Are they hard to get or are they plentiful? No, no, it seemed to be quite easy. So yeah. I just got, I have to uh, catch a bus. It goes for about an hour up to Petaluma. So you're in San Fran? Yeah. Right, yeah. And then uh, I'll see how I'm going to be there. I fly out at uh, 3 in the afternoon and I arrive 9.30 the same morning. right. Oh, and that's going to be hard. Which is going to be mm. like 5 o'clock in the morning here. Mm. So, Because <laughs> you're going to be dead that day. <laughs> oh, is that when so you're I'm going? The next day I might be a little bit alive by the afternoon because the show's not until 3 in the afternoon. So it might be. I said I'll, I'll try and make it. Mm. And yeah. I'm on all these tech podcasts. Yeah. They might give us a bit of a plug. But, <laughs> we'll um, see. Yeah, so hopefully I can make it to that on, on the Sunday and then... The rest of the week, I'm going to be meeting the guys um, that I work with. You know, my boss is in London. He's flying over. And a few right. other guys who, who I work with from the U.S. office but mm. never see ever. So it'd be nice to meet everyone. What a great yeah, perk. Local nightlife. Yeah, what a, what a great perk that is. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah, oh, that should be a lot of fun. So when are you, when are you going? Uh, in March. Oh, right. Well, make sure you let us know so we can yep. all tune in. Because I think... Uh, uh, Twit is on in the nine in the morning, uh, our time. Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah, let us know anyway, but obviously it'll be, be on the podcast as well. But if I yeah. know you're there, I'll, I'll tune in live. You know, you might get a few extras. Yeah. A few I don't bloopers. think they'll invite me to say hi, but I'm hoping they'll say, hey, we've got yes. someone who's come all the way from Australia. Yeah, well, that's right. Because I think he does normally. City and Loft and Old Fart Geeks sometimes, which we need to do more shows, but Will's been a bit sick lately, so. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, well, I think uh, Leo would like the old fart geeks. That's, um, yeah. That's good. Yeah, speaking of which, yeah, the old fart geeks, you do need more episodes. Obsidian Loft, also on iTunes. Ma uh, Aussie Maxone, welcome back, Michael. He's been crook for a couple of weeks, but he... Ah, uh, no. Yeah, he's been yeah, crook as well, so it must be going around. And, uh, yeah, he's come back last, or well, this week, on Monday, did another, pumped out another show here in Garth. So uh, it's all on the iTunes and the YouTube. Go and have a look. All right, now where are we going to start? So, like, uh, let's let's start with a proposed fight. Everyone likes a good fight. Apple will fight proposed uh, rights to repair legislation. So, I've never really thought of stuff like this before, but uh, apparently in the US, this is where it's all happened. Uh, the uh, le legislation has been proposed in eight states uh, that would force companies to sell spare parts to the public and private repair shops as well as making service manuals available online. So I guess that's probably not a bad thing. Like, you know, everyone wants to tinker. Uh, well, most people want to tinker, you know, and why shouldn't you be able to? You can go down the shop and buy a spare part for a car. Um, just don't, uh, dr don't just don't drill an earbud hole in your, <laughs> in your iPhone 7. Well, apparently that's what the, the Apple, one of their... Ex uh, what do you call it, say, a rebuttal of why they don't want this to happen is because they're saying, oh, people who uh, repair the phones, they might, you know, do something to the battery, might explode in their face and be and, and cause them an injury. Or if they're replacing a cracked screen, they might cut themselves. But, I mean, come on. You know, the batteries are all enclosed and all this sort of stuff. It's not Samsung. But anyway, um, the first date to have a hearing date schedule is Nebraska, and a source told 
uh, this publication motherboard, that Apple is not taking this threat lying down. They will be sending representatives, uh, a staffer or lobbyist uh, to speak on behalf of the company. So they're taking it pretty seriously. Uh, the right to repair bills, which have also been introduced in New York, Minnesota, Massachusetts. I don't know why they... It's a bit works a bit different over there, doesn't it? Everything's sort of state by state until it sort of must get momentum, and then it's just federal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there. So New York, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Kansas, Illinois, Tennessee are being lobbied for the by Repair dot org, which you're probably all all well aware of. There are uh, they show you how to repair stuff. Um, yeah. So they. What else do they say there? Um, yeah. Look, I think. Look, I think it's a good idea. I'd like to get a repair manual. It's always good to get repair manuals. Uh, but they'll just probably just price the parts fairly high and may, may make it not worthwhile. Because um, I know, like, I've got, like, say, for my car, if I need to get, you know, the little buttons you push to open the doors, the yep. keyless entry things, well, like, I went down and asked how much a replacement was. It was like $370. Yeah, and like I'm not going to do that. So I just well, used the I key. Had, I had something similar with my um, Honda Jazz in that um, the buttons stopped working, and I had um, a spare one, so I used that for a while, and then it stopped working just because the battery went flat. So I set, I had the car in for a service at their official Honda Jazz place and everything, <laughs> and um, I said, "Can you just put another battery in this?" And the guy's like, "Oh no, you know." Um, even even if our licensed guys did it, uh, putting a new battery in it, the key would just not work ever again. It's just just impossible to mm. replace a battery. None, none, not even we can do it. So the <laughs> best you can do is pay to one hundred and ten dollars for a brand new key. Oh, that's like, cheap. Well, I was like, <laughs> I can stick the key in and turn it. Yeah, so that's what I'm gonna I'll do. Just stop being that little bit lazy, and instead of pressing the button, I'll put the key and turn it, and the door will still open. He's mm. like, oh well, you know. You could give us some money. Anyway, so I went when I went down to Geelong to look for work in 2014, I was walking past one of those Mr. Minute type kiosks. Yeah. I said to the guy there, oh, do you think you can put a new battery in here? He said, oh, yeah, I can do that. I said, well, I, tell you, I told him the story, what they'd said at the um, <laughs> jazz repair dealers. Mm. And they like, well, I tell you what, I'll guarantee that I could. And I'd, I'd tried opening it myself with a screwdriver, but the screw is that rusted from being in my pocket with the sweat and stuff. Mm. I even took it to um, Mitre 10 to try and get a jeweler screwdriver or something, and they tried turning it around, and it just oh. went round and round, and the, the uh, screw didn't come out because it was rusted in, but it just um, ground out the uh, plus groove in the top where you put the screwdriver, so you couldn't yep. even turn it even if you had the right one. But he's like, nope, don't worry about any of that. Just leave it here come back in half an hour and I guarantee it'll work. So I was like, yeah, what have I got to lose? At least I, yeah, I got the other spare key. Mm. So I went away, had a look around the shops, came back. He's like, there you go, $35. Sweet. Like, Crossed mm. my fingers, went back to the car, pressed the button and opened. Oh, that's that. It's, yeah, well, <laughs> I won't tell you what happened. Proprietary the stuff. No, don't go looking in there. <laughs> you have to buy a brand new one. Yeah, well, I looked Swear up. To God, you're just going to break it. Your car will never start again. It'll probably explode in your face. I know, I know. It's a, the, the, the sky has fallen. But I, I, with mine, I, I've only got one, say, keyhole in the car. I don't know if yours is like that. Uh, it's only at the driver's side door. So if oh, I'm at the boot or anything, I can't lock it. You know, or open it at the boot. I've got to go to the driver's side and do that. But uh, oh, look, you'll laugh. This is probably too embarrassing. I shouldn't tell you this story, but my little thing didn't work for ages. I thought, oh, the battery's gone flat. So I bought another battery, put it in, nothing, still flat. So, you know, I thought, oh, well, I'll put up with it for about a year and a half, it must be. And so one day I, I was just cleaning out my drawers and I, I saw the little remote control and I thought, oh, the stupid thing. So I looked at it again thinking, oh, I'll have another shot at this. And so I pulled it out. I had my glasses on this time. I had the battery up the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Worked straight away. <laughs> uh, <geez. laughs> because normally, you know those little flat batteries? Yep. The, what, yeah. I don't know what they... Way. Yeah, well, normally you, you only see them uh, like face... Well, what I reckon is face down. Yep. So flat side at the top. Yeah. But no, not in this thing. The flat side went yeah. to the bottom because I was looking at it and I went, no, they had my glasses on. I'm thinking, oh, that's a plus sign there. <laughs> <laughs> I got this round the wrong way. <laughs> Duh. But anyway, so that's all good. I got all fixed. But you see these things on eBay. And I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but you buy the blank ones on eBay 
And it oh, says, okay. yeah, and it says, oh, this is how you connect it to your car. And you, yeah, know, you like put it in, turn it a bit, and then press something and turn it back, yeah. and then turn the steering wheel and hold your tongue out the window <laughs> right. and play two tunes on your armpits. Oh, it's working now. Click, click. I know. I flash the lights five times and blinker left, blinker right, then brake lights once. And oh, it's a, it's a, it's like a Masonic handshake. <laughs> it's crazy. My crazy. dad had the same when, when he got his, um, oh, what's he got now? Toyota. And um, he wanted it so that the horn would beep when you lock it, mm. flashing the lights, and you couldn't tell. If you're not paying attention, looking at the car, press the button. Mostly you just press it and walk away, and you can hear it go beep, beep. Yeah. And so he's, he, had, he went through all the manual, and he found out he has to, like, put it in accessory and then turn the steering wheel to the right and turn the lights on and off and open the doors and oh. you know, let all four tires down and pump them back up the end. <laughs> It's just some weird combination, then suddenly the horn goes. But um, the only problem he has is that uh, it doesn't have a warning if you leave your lights on and hop out of the car. Right, right. So he has to be really careful if you're driving in the dusk time. It's not quite dark enough to that it's really dark but you just want to have your lights on if you're doing a lot of traveling or something and mm. it was like uh, one time he, when i was living in brisbane he came up to check out the big pineapple and um i drove down from where we were to the big pineapple and then uh, parked the car and then we got back to the car and the battery was flat so we had to wait for the nrma or mm. there. <laughs> so what he what he does is whenever he he's got the um because it's a uh, automatic with the t-bar for the gears, he just puts his jumper on top of it. So right. if you go to hop out of the car, jumpers on there. Okay, turn the lights off. Right. <laughs> they said no, we can't. We can't really fix it. Just mm, that's just how it is. Just yeah. remember not to leave the lights on. Buy another. Buy a new car. One with a yeah. sensor in it or something. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. So that's what. Oh, well, yeah. I'm all for bring the manual out, bring the parts out, but I think they're just going to be too expensive. Like with the Apple, I think at the moment you can only go to the Apple store to get the parts or an authorised uh, reseller or yeah, an authorised yeah, repairer. Some parts from eBay, though, screens and stuff. Yeah, I guess so, but not genuine. They wouldn't be genuine, no. though, would they? No. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, I don't know. And I, I, I think from reading another story around the traps that, you know, to become an Apple re- or a repairer, I should ask Michael. I should have asked him what was going on. But you, you've got to show, apparently you've got to show your Apple or your financials and everything. Oh, okay. Like, it's full on. Yeah, like, I don't know why, but anyway. Um, oh, and I'll tell you, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, how you pay that little, this is totally off the start of that subject, that's finished. Uh, you pay that little overseas transaction fee on your credit card. I when do, you, when, yeah. I was with a bank that you didn't have that, but then because I got this new job with a company that's in San Francisco, when they pay me, the bank said, oh, we'll take 10 or 20 bucks out of them, your pay. For receiving money, not yeah. spending it or mm. anything. Mm. I'm like, are you serious? They're like, oh, yeah, totes just not all the time. They didn't do it for like three months and then they took out a, like a swift deposit fee. And I was like, rang them up. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, you should. Oh, you know, some, I said, can't you waive that? This is my mm. pay. I'm not having you take 10 bucks out every time I get paid or reimbursed for something. They're like, yeah. no, we can't do that. So that's why I ended up with ING when Will recommended it to me and You've got that seventy-five dollars for recommending your friend thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I now they can deposit it as much. So I said to ING, Are "You guys going to charge me?" They're like, "No, don't be stupid. <laughs> Who would charge you for receiving money and depositing? Mm. We want you to put money into your account and stuff." Well, but, yeah, I, too. I'd say that 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 ten bucks would have been probably tax deductible, but still, you still don't want to lose it. But like, yeah, no. I, I, what made me start this little tangent was I I, I had a little. Mastercard here. I just thought I was looking at it, and I thought I remember that conversation that we had. And so this was from Macquarie Bank, and uh, I signed up online because you signed up, and you know you you danced a jig and everything, and they give you fifty bucks. So I went, yeah, sweet. So um, and because I signed up as well because they don't charge that little fee. So I'm gonna. It's a debit card. It's a Mastercard debit card. So I'm gonna use that for my overseas purchases. So, yeah, I'm going to have to make sure my phone and uh, credit card, bank account cards are unlocked and roaming. Because when mm. they go over the US and they put a lock on your phone and your car, they say, 
We thought somebody had stolen your card because you don't usually go overseas. I'm well, like, you want to normally have money, so yes, this time I can go over there. <laughs> Please don't lock my stuff off because I need to be able to buy things. But I think when you do, just check out. Uh, I'm not sure. I think things can even with this card. They said I, I was talking to them the other day. I wanted to confirm that it was free. And uh, they said, oh, if I went overseas and took money out of this card, they'd charge me five bucks a pop. Yep. So, um, but I know when from when I went over last time, I like I went to the NAB and got a traveler's card and you yep. like you preload it. And oh, yeah. so like you can load up like US currency. And when you're over there, you can just draw it out for, for, for free because you're drawing just local currency. What happens when you use up all that card and you need a bit more? Can you just do a bank transfer? Or yeah. Yeah, well, with the NAB you can you just from your from your savings account into that card, right? And it does the transfer. It used to charge you one uh, percent to top up, yep. but I think they might have got rid of that now. But anyway, it's worth making sure you're not going to get stung by all fees when you're yeah, over I don't there. Like stung. No, I don't like sting. Don't like that. I've had too many wasps attack me before. I hate the bloody thing. <laughs> all right, what's um? What have you found this week? Anything of how much excitement? can you really save by going solar? Now this is something I'm looking into. Power prices are on their way up, so it is time to follow Prime Minister's lead and install solar panels on your roof. Details of Malcolm Turnbull's heavy-duty solar setup were revealed on Monday after an eventful week where South Australia lost power and New South Wales residents also came very close forced outages as high temperatures sent electricity consumption soaring. Now, the um, energy companies actually said they're very thankful that people had solar on their roofs and fed back electricity into the grid. Otherwise, they would have been in even more dire straits. Mm. So if the energy company is saying, please get solar on so you can feed back into it because we need it, and the government's like, nah, totes, don't worry about it. We've got it on our roof, but you shouldn't have it because you need coals. Yummy, yummy coal. <laughs> well, it looks like I just put up this story here. It's, it's um, Malcolm Turnbull has battery storage installed at his house. Has he got a Tesla Powerwall? Oh, I don't know. He I must have. have. LG Chem Lithium Ion Battery. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, it's believed to be the LG yeah, Chem Two Complements Rooftop. But don't you copy the Prime Minister because you're going to put those coal companies out of business and that'll be terrible. It would be terrible, but I suppose, yeah, like I've got solar, I put the solar panels on, but at the moment, it, it's look, it does save me money, but you've got to use it while you're generating it now, yep. which is the, it wasn't as lucrative as before, uh, but still, like, you know, because uh, the main reason I put it on here was when we moved, we were at a pool, and I yep. thought, well, that motor's going to run, and it's going to be a lot of electricity, and so by putting the, the solar on, well, like, I've negated that, that yeah. electricity for the filter. Well, because we, we both work from home, so we're in the house all day. Mm. And if you have to have either heaters going all day because you're at home all day or you have to have your AC going all day because you're home all day and fans, computers and what have you, then you really need to have the solar. So yes. while most Australians may not be able to afford the estimated $25,000 a PM system costs with power prices expected to keep rising, it is it time to consider a solar setup? How much will it cost? So Mr. Johnson from this place said prices for solar panels had come down by about 10% compared to last year and a system for the standard home would cost upwards of $5,000 for a five kilowatt hour system mm. of about 20 panels. Now my dad's got three kilowatts just for him and he seems to do fine. So four or five, I think I'd probably look at. Yep. If you want to add battery storage, this will double or even triple the price of the system. Prices for storage start from 2000 for an entry-level device compared to the trendy Tesla Powerwall 2.0, which will set you back $11,000. Mm. Johnson said the Powerwall 2.0, which has a 14 kilowatt hour battery, is big enough to cover the typical Australian consumption of 16 kilowatt hours a day. That can last you almost a full day, even if it's cloudy, he said. How quickly will it pay itself off? said prices could vary dramatically depending on whether you also decide to install a battery to store power for later use. Is because batteries can cost double or even triple the price of getting solar panels installed. Without storage, payback will normally commonly take about five years. Five-year payback on a system that can last about 25 years, significant return on your investment. But if you get battery storage installed, this can extend the payback period to about 10 years, depending on which state you live in. Mm -hmm. Even though it would take longer to pay off, it said installing a battery would give you power during blackouts. You're unlikely to be able to go off the grid completely, but you'll be far less reliant on the grid. Yes, and uh, yeah, so I've got 24 panels, I think. So that's yep. a 
I think it might be close to a six kilowatt system, even though they reckon uh, five is the most you can get on the like sort of the residential inverters. They reckon you put an extra four panels on, you get six out of it, and it doesn't really hurt it. Yeah, but, uh, well, most of them only about eighty five percent efficient anyway. So, mm. yeah, but like, yeah, like as far as I know, like, well, I can run the air conditioner here in my office and the pool at the same time and still make money. Yep. Like, and still be, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, shooting yeah. power back out to the grid. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. Can't wait for the and power wall. Um, six cents. Yeah. If you look hard, I think you can get eight. But Yeah, that's, uh, I went with a company that's got eight. Mm. Well, I was going to say, sometimes I don't I haven't looked into it for ages, but when I was looking into it, the people that offered more, they charged more for the electricity. <laughs> Some <laughs> so. of them do, yeah. You have to be careful. Do your research on mm. uh, Whirlpool. There's a lot of good people there that will help you out as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good good tip. Uh, Amazon launches Chime to compete with Microsoft, Skype and Cisco. Bing bong. Hmm. So the Amazon web service has announced Chime and it's, uh, yeah, look, I'll tell you. Hey? It's Chime time. Have you, have you seen it, installed it or used Never it? Never heard of it until you just mentioned it. Yeah. Well, I don't think Skype and... Uh, whatever else is going to have an issue because I, I went, I had, I had to search for it, couldn't yep. find it, had to, I searched for about three minutes, finally realized that you have to log into your Amazon account, then search for the product. And then you still, I still couldn't download it. I had to add people into it. I was just, it was a mess. I couldn't work it out. Uh-huh. Although, you know, I wasn't doing it. I didn't have two hours to spare. I was, you know, trying to do it just so I could, you know, be across it to talk to you guys about it and uh i just couldn't do it you can you can read all about it at chime.aws yeah but, nice little tld isn't it aws but users are able to visualize who was joined who is running late and who can't make it to the meeting uh chime was built for mobile and offers android ios mac and windows apps amazon chime also keeps excuse me meetings and chat synchronized across devices so blah 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 it's just a little you know group hug thing amazon chime is available in three versions the chime basic edition which i couldn't figure out how to get that as soon as i I added myself to it i think but i couldn't i i added as yourself but well i was nearly going to send it the only way to have an intelligent conversation (laughs) these days with someone who agrees with everything i say exactly exactly you know it's funny like I don't have an argument ever with myself, ever, no. <laughs> never. Um, Probably so, is half the time you know what you're going to say next. Oh, no. I know. I preempt myself. <laughs> so now, hang on, Glenn. I don't think I agree with myself there on that point. I think I've got it a little bit more. Mm, it's like playing chess. Now, there's other editions. Uh, there's a pro and a, I don't know, a super pro or something. Uh, but they all start costing money. Up uh, $2.50 per month per user. Uh, up to $15 per month US per user. So, uh, look, although it looks good, uh, I, I just wanted to try this free version. I'll have to do it again when I get some time. But, um, you know, like for those who are watching this on the video, you can see a little still of it. Oh, it looks pretty nice, doesn't it? You know, people up the top and charts and everything. Looks really Well, let's just funky. say it can't be any worse than the way Skype works. No, that's right. We've given up on it for all of our shows. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, Zoom is sort of getting more popular. Uh, I know a few people that have uh, talk, talk to me about Zoom these days. And, uh, yeah, like when I first started using it probably oh, years ago, uh, the only reason we, we seem to go in and out of, of the, the Skypes and the Zooms and everything, I think yeah. it's because, um, you know, I think we went off Zoom to start with because it used too much processing power and then the computer would be sluggish and... And and I also, I think the audio mm. would go out of sync and stuff, but it seems to be okay now. Yeah. For our shows, we use a peer dot in. It seems to work quite well too. Yeah. So is that? Can you? You got the the sixteen nine video on that? Yeah, it's just all web based too. Oh yeah. Well, what was that other one? We used to use one that was web based, but it was only four three, and you could. We, yeah, I forget what that was called. It was I like, know. We tried like a dozen of the damn things. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you just keep going, haven't you? Keep using them. Uh, all right. Uh, have you got another one? Yeah. 
Dubai aims to launch a hover taxi by July. Oh, Dubai has tested a Chinese prototype of a self-driving hover taxi, its transport authority said on Monday, with the aim of introducing the aerial vehicle in the Emirates by July. The test of the one-man electric vehicle comes as the city states in the United Arab Emirates seeks to ensure a quarter of its means of transport is self-driving by 2030. They call it the E-Hang 184. <laughs> to be ominous, <laughs> <laughs> the E-Hang 184 can travel oh, on a program course at 100 kilometers an hour at an altitude of 300 meters, the authority said in a statement. The passenger simply needs to select the destination for the autonomous taxi to take off via the route and touch down in the chosen spot monitored by a ground control center, it said. A vehicle made by a Chinese drone manufacturer, E-Hang, can <laughs> recharge in two hours and make trips of up to 30 minutes. I'm guessing if it's Chinese, it's probably pronounced E-Hang. <laughs> Probably. The but, autonomous aerial vehicle exhibited at the World Government Summit is not just a model. They said on Monday, we've already experimented with a vehicle in flight in the Dubai sky. The authority was making every effort to start the operation of the autonomous aerial vehicle in July 2017 to help reduce traffic congestion. The quadcopter is powered by eight propellers. It has highly accurate sensors and can resist extreme temperatures. The Emirate is known for its scorching summers. In November, Dubai agreed to a deal with the US startup Hyperloop One to study the construction of near supersonic transport link to the Emirati capital Abu Dhabi. Look, I don't know about this. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, I know uh, people listen, listening to us on the audio can't see the picture, but it's like a uh, cart your minds back to Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, you know, the little helicopter they had. Yep. So it's got a little. Um, Bubble, I suppose, something like that. So obviously one person, a one-seater. But then uh, it's got like four arms on each, say, say uh, one on each corner. corner, extending out, and they've all got propellers on them. Yep. I mean, how many of these are you going to stick in the sky? How many, how many times are people going to run into each other? Hundreds of them, and they'll all be guided by computers and know where everybody is. So they'll all fall out of the sky. I, I think they sh should do what they're starting to do with cars and make them be able to talk to each other and advise each other where they are, what altitude they're mm. at. If any of them had problems and things like that, then they, the computers could communicate through, you know, uh, LTE or Wi-Fi or something. Mm. But I don't know, like I've drones and that, I don't know. I just don't have the trust in them. Would you have what trust? What happens in when the battery goes flat? Well, that's right. Or what happens when something happens? <laughs> 300 metres ain't a small distance to fall. No, no. I was there. They'd have to say, they'd have to have um, scales in the seats, right? Because if you've got somebody who's overweight sits down there, yeah. they can't take off. Or, you know, when, when aeroplanes go, the reason you have to check in half an hour before the actual takeoff is because the pilot is calculating how much fuel he needs for the trip. So mm. yeah, that's they would right. have to know how long, how far the trip is going to be, how long the battery is going to last in its current state. It'll have to be like a Roomba and automatically go back to a recharging station and dock itself in there to charge up or something, surely. Yeah, like look, I don't like flying at the best of times, so I don't know, don't know if I'd... Look, I'd probably give it a go, but I don't know if I'd be using it every day. No. Your chances of falling out of the sky increase the more you use it. <laughs> Can <laughs> oh, you imagine being the poor fellow whose roof you fall through? Oh, that's right. In bed watching TV, watching the Netflix, and suddenly here's this quadcopter in the middle of his television. Mm, watching an airplane investigate, <laughs> air crash investigation. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, yes. wow. It's like it's right in the room with me. <laughs> Hang on. One of the rotors just chopped me head off. <laughs> the surround sound. It's so lifelike. It's awesome. Uh, Australia is going to get mandatory data breach notifications this year. The bill, which has been in and out a few times, I think it's finally gone through. Uh, the scheme applies only to government agencies and organisations governed by the Privacy Act, meaning state government organisations and local councils plus organisations with a turnover less than $3 million a year fall outside of this legislation. So if you've got a business and you're under $3 million a year turnover, you're okay. Because look, this sort of stuff, you know, it would it would take and would cost a lot to, uh, I don't know, to implement safeguards and implement, you know, uh, what what to do when the when a breach happens. Now, yeah, uh, you need to notify people that you can't be like Yahoo and wait four years and have two massive breaches where there's like one and a half billion email addresses and passwords and 
birth dates and addresses mm. and stuff stolen and then don't tell anyone until you're being sold to Verizon. They do a bit of a due diligence. <laughs> Let's investigate this company, see if it's what, what is this thing? Oh yeah, don't worry about that. We had one 1.5 billion email addresses. We were totally hacked and stuff, but we didn't <laughs> tell nobody. But that sale still hasn't gone through, has it? Because I'm pretty sure I was reading something about that today. And they were saying that uh, the price for Yahoo is just can coming down because of all the problems that they've had and all this sort of yeah. stuff. But crazy. Well, they, uh, they straight away asked for a billion dollars off, didn't they? jeez. So. <laughs> oh, oh, it's that bad will. The billion for bad will. Now, these. Oh, will. <laughs> yeah, oh, bad will. <laughs> now, uh, the newly passed laws means organisations that determine that they have been breached. So it sounds a bit of self-governing here. Uh, that determine that they've been breached or have lost data will need to report the incident to the privacy commissioner and notify affected customers as soon as they become aware of the breach. Now the notification must include a description of the data breach, the kind of information involved, and how customers should respond to the security incident. So those that fail to notify face penalties, including fines of three. Th- Hundred and sixty thousand dollars for individuals and one point eight million for organisations. So the fines are pretty uh, substantial. The Hopefully make them sit up and pay attention. Yeah, so like it, it could just be uh, like a, a breach of privacy could really be anything. Like you send the, the email to a wrong person, that's a breach yep. of someone's privacy. Well, so how many how many times have we seen where somebody has put their database of customers with their name address phone number credit card number date of birth and everything Mm. on a server that's on the internet in an excel spreadsheet in a folder that they just didn't tell anybody about and hope nobody found and then it got indexed by all the search engines (laughs) who are just following links and somebody just downloaded they're like oh i did a search for you know excel spreadsheet customer data and and it had all the customer data on it funnily Mm. enough it so, wasn't even password protected Excel spreadsheet for that matter. How simple is that to do? Got 4,000 for it, I did. Yeah. <laughs> now, the legislation considers that a serious breach is to have occurred when there is unauthorized access to disclosure or loss of customer information held by an entity, which generates a real risk of serious harm to individuals involved. Now, I just reading that then, does, does entity mean... It has to be a business, or is entity a person? Because normally, ent- very vague wording, isn't it? Yeah, entity is normally a, a business, isn't it? But anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, held by an entity, which generates a risk of serious harm to individuals. Such information includes personal details, credit reporting information, credit eligibility information, and tax file number information. Why is your tax file number so guarded? You know, you go to the place and they go, "Oh, you can put your tax file number down, but you don't have to." I mean, like, why? What can people do with a tax file number? Well, with, with they, when they wanted the um, Australian ID card and everyone said no, they said, okay, we'll give you a tax file number. That's right. Yeah. But like, what it's can nothing, you... nothing like the Australian ID card. I mean, it, it IDs everything in your finances and stuff. Oh, well, the, the, the Australia card's here. Just, it's just not in a piece of plastic. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just there. It's around everywhere. Uh, so this bill gives... The example of when an ent- entity becomes aware that it has mistakenly emailed the information of one individual to another individual, asks the second individual to delete the information without using or disclosing it, and is confident that the second individual has complied with the request. It, you oh, delete that stuff, <laughs> you make no yeah. worries. Uh, okay, then. <laughs> thanks for that. It also uses the example of when a lost or stolen device has been remotely wiped before its content can be accessed or when a device is left in a taxi and the individual can be certain the driver did not access the device. So there you go. You go back to old Jimmy the cab driver. Did you uh, have a look at this? Oh, my goodness. No. No, no, no. No, sir. Name is Jimmy. <laughs> That's his Australian Oz Indian name. Yes. <laughs> yes, Jimmy, there's heaps of them. But, uh, yeah, so, look, things look like they're tightening up. Yep. Uh, there was a few, uh, I didn't I didn't actually put them down as dot points, but it was things like, I think the Greens wanted to to, rest- or to make it that the uh, notification has to be done within three days, but I think it's uh, going to sit at 30 days if you have to yep. advise the uh, Privacy Commissioner. 
But yeah, look, it's just um, it's yeah, look, it's no good. It's, it's how identity fraud comes around, isn't it? Really? So uh, people just get bits of information. If the wrong person gets it, then they yep. can start putting two and two together, and um, yeah, hell breaks loose in your life. Yep. So no good. Yeah. I looked up that story we were talking about. Verizon will go ahead with plans to buy Yahoo despite two historic data breaches the internet giant revealed it had suffered last year. US telecoms giant Verizon has renegotiated its $4.8 billion deal to buy <laughs> Yahoo to pay around $250 million less. So instead of getting $1 billion less, they only got quarter billion less. In the wake of record-breaking cyber attacks, according to Bloomberg, the sale, which was due to go ahead in the first three months of 2017, was delayed and almost derailed after Yahoo revealed hackers had stolen details from around 1.5 billion accounts <laughs> in two separate attacks back in 2013 and 2014. While the deal is yet to be finalised, announcement expected in the coming days or weeks is now likely to be worth around 4.6 billion. Well, it's not pocket change exactly, is it? No, that's right. Part of the sale, Verizon will acquire Yahoo's core internet business, which will split from the remaining units of business that will run as an investment company called Altababa. Mm. Current Yahoo chief executive Marissa Meyer will stay on at Yahoo to help head up Altababa, well, that's a bad idea, whose assets will include 15% stake in Chinese internet giant Alibaba and 33.5% stake in Yahoo Japan. Verizon and Yahoo's spin-off are expected to share the ongoing legal burden of the data breaches. So just, just like from when you were talking about that, You've got Verizon have said, okay, we're giving you a billion less. But they haven't, has the, has Yahoo became, has it become worth, has it become a billion dollars less worth? Or are they just going, no, nah, so you guys stuffed up? It's going to be 250 million less. Yeah, but are they, but even so, like, are they just saying, well, you guys stuffed up, so now we don't want to pay full price? Like, is there actual damage? Have customers left? Has there t- been tangible I think customers Problems. have been leaving Yahoo for many reasons <laughs> other than data breaches. Oh, I don't use any of my Yahoo stuff. I mean, I've got a no. account I don't use. I've got Yahoo email that I never have a look at unless I'm subscribing to something where I don't want to get spam. Mm. They can spam the heck out of my Yahoo account because who cares? The only thing I use it for is um, a group chat for the VZ computer emulator. Right. And um, that was because we had it on a site called eGroups and Yahoo bought eGroups for their yeah. um, messaging board service and incorporated in Yahoo. And that's the only thing that I get emails from a Yahoo thing is um, to do with this mailing list. Yeah, I joined, I had a Yahoo account and joined something or other. And uh, yeah, and all it does now is just send me nude spam. Yeah. Like it's just it's just been hacked and to pieces. Back in the day, we had Yahoo Instant Messenger. And that's right. ICQ and yeah, MSN right. Messenger, and then we had these little programs that would log on to like five different messengers at once because mm. we had some friends on Yahoo and some wanted to go on MSN and I wanted to go on ICQ. And that's right. Now nobody uses any of them anymore. No, everyone's on Facebook. Yep. Or, or the like. Now, talking about Facebook, I do have a story about Facebook. We'll, we'll run we'll run into that, eh? Um, somewhere. Here we go. Facebook. Now, you might notice, you know, you stream through your, your uh, wall these days and the videos are playing. But at the moment, they're playing it without sound, which is, <clears throat> I think, quite handy because you just don't want it starting to blare out, you know, in, in the office when you're trying to sneak a little scroll on your uh, page. Or but, if you're, you're in the lounge room and the wife's gone to sleep on the couch or something and you just, oh, I'll just have a look through my Facebook. That's right. Well, you don't want that. And, yeah. you know, and Facebook obliged. You, you didn't have to have that. They would stream silently. But they're changed on all this now. They're going to, they've been testing this new sound on feature. And it's Facebook, res- Facebook staff wake up and they're like, you know, we haven't pissed off anyone in quite a while. What can we? What can we do? That people, pro- people wanted that feature to disable mm. auto playing videos altogether, so we gave them that. But what? What if we just secretly turn them all back on again and and pump the sound up really loud? You know, it kind of reminds me when I was working in uh, University of Sydney, 
and there was this stupid email going around to computers and the dean of the department that I worked in got one of the emails and um, it said, this is really funny attachment on here. Make sure you turn your speakers up to full volume. So of course he does. He doesn't know who it's sent to. It's just a <laughs> random spam message. Yes. Clicks on the file that says rabbit.exe oh, and cut out of his speakers come, hey everybody, I'm looking at porn over here. <laughs> So I get I get this call up from the receptionist girls who are just outside his office. They're like, hey, so can you come up here and have a look at the Dean's computer? Like, what's he done now? You just got to come up and see. So I go up there and he's opened, he's clicked on rabbit.exe about 50 times. It's just going, 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 going. going. Oh, no. Like, After you did it once, why did you do it again? He's probably why? trying to close it, but he's kept opening it. He's, he's fr- the flustered. just cracking themselves up <laughs> laughing. They thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, so that's what's, <laughs> that's what's happened on Facebook. Yeah, I think you're pretty right with the uh, they're thinking, how can we annoy people? The, the privacy people have been letting them down lately, haven't they? There have been no privacy arguments over there at Facebook. Everyone's been happy. But, so, uh, but anyway... We need controversy, so we get in all the news websites. Oh my God, mm. what has Facebook done now? Uh, but I've, but apparently there is a way to disable the feature from the settings menu. Go over to the settings, navigate to videos, and disable the option videos in news feed. Start with sound, so at least you can turn it off. But yeah, I don't know. I'm going to turn it off. You just can't have it just scrolling and you know, you know, blah, blah, Facebook and, have new cool features that you think are cool turned off by default and just you know when when you do the update maybe have a thing pop up the top of the screen go hey you can totes turn on the sound for every video automatically if you click this button or even have it automatically pop up the first time and say if you don't want this to happen Mm. click here and we'll turn it off for you don't hide it in like five different menus down and you have to find now was that a privacy thing is that an app setting was that an account setting because there's three different places it could be in then is that under sounds? Was it under messenger sounds? Exactly, exactly. But anyway, but that's what happens over there at Facebook. I heard, I read another story. You know, it's all probably all rumors. I read another story uh, about they want to get rid of Zuckerberg. But anyway, that's a, that's a story for another day. Now, why are we waiting for the Lego Batman movie? Why are we waiting? I don't know. I don't really want to watch it, but <laughs> why are we waiting? Why, why are we waiting anyway. so I can't watch it? I saw somebody had gone and watched it and they said, yeah, it's not go to theatre things, just wait till it's out on Netflix or iTunes or something. Do you reckon this, this might be a, uh, a trap, a sting for the Australian, <laughs> for the, for the Australian pirates? It might uh, be no, they, The Australian government and movie industry just want to encourage piracy. I think so. They're like, people don't pirate our stuff enough. We don't think we're that popular so what we do instead of having like Nielsen ratings anymore, we just don't release it in Australia for a few weeks. Then we go to the Pirate Bay and go, how's our movie doing? <laughs> the Pirate Bay has got the top 10 or the top 50 downloaded movies this month. And stuff. Mm. So they go to there and go, hey, look, you know, Shaolin, been... Shaolin Soccer was like the number one pirated movie of 2008 or something and everyone thought that was fantastic because it showed how much people wanted to watch it and then they release it and then so oh, mm. oh we're all gonna buy it so this is one way you know don't don't let them get it so easy let them download it check out the pirate bay if it's doing all right there then we might release it in more Australia. more accurate rating uh stats yeah. from that isn't it yeah it's yeah. more more individually individual so, but what's uh well if you don't know the background of that what we're banging on about is that the Lego Batman movie is being released in the US, but I think it's going to be about, is it a 54 days later release yeah, in Australia? Mm. So then, you know, obviously, obviously people who really want to watch it, well, they're going to find it on the old pirate sites, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their excuse is, oh, we just want to release it in the school holidays because that's when people in Australia want to see it. And by the time it gets, because we have our US holidays and then six weeks later is the Australian one. And if we release it six weeks early, then it's gone out of cinemas. And then you can't take the kids to to watch the kids' movies in the school holidays. And then the little rascals running around the backyard screaming and you can't shut them up. And you just want to get them. Go, here's like 
here's 50 bucks. Take your brother down to the cinema and you two get out of the house so we can go drink some beer in the backyard and play pool with the neighbours or something. So this is also... Oh, don't... I just... Oh. Just deleted the story. Here it is. No, it's also uh, oh, I've done it again. I keep pushing the wrong button on the wrong on the wrong screen. The Lego All tech support. <laughs> yes, Jace. Have you tried turning it off and on again? The Lego Batman movie will be released in forty-two other countries before Australia. The decision by rights holders provides a stark contrast to comments made by Mister Burke, whoever he is, in front yeah, of an Burke that one. <laughs> Total. Uh, in front of a, an audience at an online copyright infringement forum in 2014, uh, Mr. Burke said, We made one hell of a mistake with the Lego movie, he said. We held it for a holiday period. It was a disaster. It caused it to be pirated very widely. Doing it, doing it again is certainly a gamble, and we'll have to wait until March 30 when it hits Australian cinemas. So, I don't know. There has to be a shred of truth in what I said about the torrenting thing. <laughs> there must be. Many movies. Mm. Hey, must be. But, uh, no, yeah. it, was, it was worst idea ever. Mm. So we decided to do it again and, and you know, expect a different outcome perhaps. Well, I, well, why wouldn't it be a little Dallas Cowboys honeypot? Obviously, this yeah. is a more popular movie. So maybe they're just looking for more IPs. Could be, yeah. You know, <laughs> you're not allowed to go fishing, are you? Looking for criminals like that? No, not with our license. <laughs> Where do you get one of those? <laughs> Now, um, news agency I saw today, they, the news agency said they've got fishing licenses. Oh, okay, cool. Now, the Telstra Gateway, everyone's got one of those. <laughs> if you haven't, ring them up and tell them you need one because you must obviously have a really old modem. But Telstra launches the Gateway Frontier. Now, this is a good little modem by the sounds of it. Hopefully, it's not Netgear. But anyway, the Telstra Gateway Frontier allows users to connect to the 4G network if the fixed service goes down. That's pretty good. Yeah. But I suppose nowadays, you, well, I can't, you can, because oh, I've got cable. Well, that's because how many times has Telstra gone down in the last 12 months? Way too many. Mm. But if you've got a Telstra mobile, like normally if the cab- if my cable goes down, I ring him up and I say, oh, cable's down. I say, can I use me 4G on the phone? They go, oh, yeah. yeah. If you um if you go over, ring me up and we'll, we'll deal with it, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just totally put that on your account so the next guy will know. For sure, yeah. Mm. But look, that's probably not a bad little modem if you're getting a new service or something. looks like a white thing. I don't know if it comes with those chopsticks or not. But anyway, <laughs> it's also aimed at customers who expect service disruption while moving homes or switching to a new broadband service such as the MBN. The router features 802.11ac Wi-Fi, which Telstra said would increase in-home Wi-Fi speeds for up to four times. Yabba-dabba-doo. And uh, through... Uh, and though download speeds are limited up to six megabits per second to avoid congestion. Hmm. Fair enough. Telstra Gateway Frontier costs $216 Ooh. or $9 a month on a 24-month contract. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, you got any more there, Jason? I'm just looking through your little... Yeah, one in four Aussies admit to Ooh. getting into arguments over Netflix cheating. <gasps> What's Netflix this? wants to remind everyone about the fragility of their relationship. Streaming Giants has released a survey which reveals the high rate of streaming infidelity among Australian subscribers. That's right, the time you had to go home to visit your uncle and his new girlfriend, your partner probably watched the last episode of Stranger Things without you. <laughs> Daring is caring, as they say, and it's always nicer to watch a new TV series with your partner, best friend, or favourite housemate. But nearly half of all Aussies, 45%, break the sacred commitment. The survey was carried out by online market research company SurveyMonkey in December last year, and it's based on sample size of more than 30,000 respondents globally. Defined as secretly watching a TV show ahead of your partner, 41% of Australians admitted to Netflix cheating three or more times. Oh, no. 45% of Aussies said they cheated. 61% said they didn't confess. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't be bothered. Like, yeah, I'd probably want to watch the show, but then if, um, if girlfriend, like, you know, if I was, had a girlfriend, whatever, whatever, you know, If someone came back later on to watch the next episode and I already watched it, I'd go, oh, I'm not watching it again. <laughs> Stop that. Stop that. It wasn't that great. Mm. And, you know, Bob dies, so what? Yeah, so that's right. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch that again. Um, now, look, what about the this new app called Hater? 
Hater. H-A-T-E-R. Yes, there's a new app called Hater. The wonder of being, being an app that's not like H number 8R or something like that. Yeah, true. But this is a, uh, it's a online dating app. Oh. Can you believe it? Somebody you hate. Oh, I totally hate you. Let's get together. Mm. What can go wrong? No, well, this is a, it's a new app that matches you with people who hate the same things. So the CEO, Brendan Alper, believes you're more likely to hit it off with people who share mutual hates and re- reveals the top current hates include coriander. <laughs> yes. And the two- I have joined the Facebook I Hate Coriander group. It's awesome. Are you coriander serious? needs to be burned, destroyed, acid poured over it, boiled in oil and thrown in the lava. Oh, I don't like coriander then. Disgusting. Yeah, um, so it was Coriander in the 2016 presidential election. There you go. Uh, look, just a couple of quick ones uh, before we go because we are up. I don't at, mind a quickie before we go. Always, always got room for a quickie. Now you've, I think you've finished, or you got one. Android security boss challenges ecosystems bad rap. Yep. So he's not happy. No. They got a bad rap. Is he, what's he going to do about it? Nothing. He said it's secure. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. Um, and what's another couple of mine uh, was? I had a really important one. Uh, look, you can you probably, probably g- deleted it. Yeah, probably. I'll just quickly. I'll just give you the headlines because we're we're pushing an hour. But Macquarie ING joined Apple Pay, so that's good. Yes. So if you got- I was interested in an Apple phone, but I don't have any Apple devices except for my work laptop now. So all right, I gave my success to my girlfriend because her five was playing up. So. That's me out of the Apple for most of the stuff except for work. And I just put a picture up on the YouTube about uh, paying with a phone. Please don't email and tell me that's not an Apple iPhone. I know. People are like, oh, why are you holding up your phone? And I'm like, I'm going to pay for my stuff. Mm. Yeah, what's this? Flip. Oh, (laughs) way. That's awesome. I've never seen anyone do that. I do admit I live in a small country now. (laughs) But. What about what about paying with a Nokia 3310? They're back. <laughs> oh, they call it Ingrid. Ingrid's back, yeah. Now, rumours suggest that the Nokia is planning to bring back the 3310. Yep. Um, when was it released? In the year 2000. Um, yeah, you can... T- yeah. The battery still hasn't gone flat since then. No, you can, and Snake's still going. Now, apparently, people would buy it today as a cheap phone. Uh, they take to a, a, a concert or something or whatever, and if they lose it, they lose it. You know, no, no dramas. So, yeah, that's one good thing. And also, the other one that I wanted to bring up was uh, probably more important than the last story to be doing, but Word, WordPress. If you've got a WordPress uh, website, make sure you update it. Uh, one estimate suggests that more than 1.5 million pages has been defaced. Uh, it's been, they've been hacked. There's a problem. So make sure you update to the latest WordPress engine, please. All right. Look at it this way. When when you install WordPress now, particularly if you use something like Softaculous or whatever they've got out these days at cPanel likes, mm. it came chop and change so often. I just installed a WordPress for my girlfriend's new site and it says, would you like us to automatically update WordPress to the latest version? Yes. Yes. Would you like us to automatically back up this often? Yes. Mm. Would you like us to automatically update the plugins? Yes. I don't use the WordPress one, but I do have a plugin on all of my WordPress accounts that does that. It updates all of the um, WordPress to even minor versions to make sure that I'm covered. It um, updates all of the plugins and it also updates the themes because themes are hackable as well. So Mm. there's no excuse to not have an updated WordPress site because it's all automatic. That's right. Like Nike said, just do it. Just do it. Uh, and it's always good. You can get apps to remind you to update in case you're scared that the updates might break the site. You can get apps to say there's updates for it. So, But, yeah, but if you've got a, I think 4.7.2 is the latest, so make sure you do that. All right, Jace. It'll jetpack by WordPress and it'll do it for you too. Yeah, easy. All right. Thanks for coming in. That's the that's the end of the show for this week. Another one no in, Another the, in the tubes. All, yeah. all right. So check out all the other podcasters. Don't forget to vote. Castaway.com.au forward slash vote. And we hopefully will see you guys next week. Okay. Bye for now. See you, Jace. Right.